Hello, it is your host, Supreme Westbrook, and I hope that you enjoyed the first season of Elephant Stories. I am so grateful for the six phenomenal women who came. They lent me their time, their energy, their intellect. I am so grateful. I'm also grateful for every listener, every subscriber, commenter, retweeter, everyone who has shown me such great support. Thank you very much. And, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm giving an award speech here, but I also am thankful for my husband, Mark, my son, Wes, who were so patient with me while I was going through this process. No matter how many times I yelled, quiet, I'm recording. They were just so patient. So thank you to all those folks. Over the course of the past few months, I have gotten a few questions and I thought this would be a good time to answer them. So the number one question that I get is why elephant stories? Where did that name come from? So there are three reasons why I call this platform elephant stories. So the first is comes from the parable of the blind men and the elephant. And in this parable, there's an elephant, three blind men are brought to the elephant and are asked to touch different parts and to identify what they're touching. So one touches the elephant's trunk and thinks, oh, you've given me a snake. And another touches the elephant's leg and is like, oh, this is a tree. And a third touches the elephant's tail and thinks, oh, this is rope. And the idea is that none of them see the full picture, which is the elephant. And so they all come to different conclusions. And that's what I think our work is like, that there's a big picture, but we're all very focused on our individual parts of the elephant. And sometimes it helps to take that step back and see how it's all connected. Another reason that I chose elephant stories is because of the riddle, which goes, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So the idea is that the work that we're doing is so overwhelming and it can shut you down if you're not careful. And so how do we go through it? How do we handle this? One bite at a time. And then, of course, the other reason for elephant stories is, you know, because racism and racism is often the elephant in the room. So those are the three reasons that I chose elephant stories. Another question that I get a lot that has to do with the guests that I chose. So people come to me and they say, is this a show about women? Is it for women or is it meant to feature women? So let me tell you, the fact that all six guests were women was not intentional. I wanted, I still want Elephant Stories to showcase a diverse array of perspectives. So when I sat down to come up with my guest list, my first thought actually was, okay, I can't just have researchers. I'm a researcher. I know a lot of researchers. I love research. I love talking about research. So I intentionally was like, I need to make sure I have practitioners, policy folks, advocacy folks, just people from different parts of the professional world who are doing this. Second, I wanted multiple topics. So I wanted something other than my personal expert area. Then I considered the race or the ethnicity um, of each guest. So when I was done going through all these things, this is what I had. I had a program evaluator. I had a CEO who deals heavily in policy work. 
another one with a strong advocacy voice. I had two founders breaking new ground with their organizations and one maverick that I'm really not sure how to categorize. Covered home visiting, student parents, housing, basic needs, teachers, and the critical role of messaging. We also talked about the personal lives and the personal insights each guest brought to the work. And then last but not least, we did have racial diversity. We had two black folks, two white, one Asian, and one biracial. It didn't even occur to me that they were all women until folks mentioned it. So after the show started coming out, people would mention, oh, so this is a show about women. This is a show featuring women. And nope, was not on the list. I do have to wonder, though, if anyone would have said anything if it was all men. Just wondering. But anyway, so yes, diversity is high priority. So future episodes, you're, you're going to hear from men, women, transgender, non-binary, indigenous, Latino, policymakers, academics, you know, etc., etc., etc. Diversity will definitely be a North Star for elephant stores. And finally, I just want to say a little something about my own perspective. So as I said before, I am super grateful that my guests were willing to come onto the podcast, talk about their work, talk about their lives. They have my utmost respect. Now that said, just because I interview someone doesn't mean that I agree with what they're saying or even that I understand everything that they say. Some of these interviews are outside my area of expertise, so I'm learning new things just as you, the listener, are learning new things. And I want Elephant Stories to be a forum for new ideas. It would be a very teeny, tiny forum if it was just limited to ideas that I liked or subjects that I knew. But I'm also not here to argue with people. I'm not a huge fan of arguing and I'm going to pause right here for the laughter and scoffing of my husband. But, but really, in this particular area of my, my world, I'm not interested in arguing. I want to hear the ideas. I want to flesh out the ideas. And arguing just kind of stunts that process. So listen with open ears. Take in what works for you interrogate what you're not sure of and enjoy and soak up the process of being presented with new, innovative, sometimes challenging ideas. That's what I ask of my listeners. And that's what I ask of myself. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much again for all of your support during this first season of Elephant Stories. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you come back for season two to be coming out in a few months. And until then, this is Tapring Westbrook saying, talk soon.